So yes. you're the type of parents that really don't care if he wins. If your kids win, you just want them to be out there kind of testing and I, just I'm, them. I, I'm, I prefer losses. I think you can learn so much more in a loss and life has kind of come easy to him typically. So, um, yeah, we put him some in pretty uncomfortable situations and kind of watch him navigate his way through. And it's backfired a time or two, but um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, in all of my life, I've learned more from not succeeding and I'm hoping that they do the same. Mm. That's weird how life makes us do that. Like how we can do something and not succeed at it mm-hmm. and learn more than doing something and be successful at it. Like it, 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 it seems to lock itself in better than if uh, if you actually succeeded. As long as you stick with it, sure. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess you, could call it, you can call it a failure if you don't stick with it and you just don't complete it entirely. Yeah. I've got a lot of shit like that. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've got a truckload of baggage. Oh, let's not make the list. No. Yeah. <laughs> So awesome! All right, well, we're all here together. We've already started, so you're you're already on. So, oh um, gosh! Yeah. Talked about my failures. <laughs> it's hey, you know what? Um, I generally so my whole life is on record right now. Mm-hmm. So um, I always just press the record button and allow them just to go and to allow yourself to realize like it's not that it's not that difficult. It really isn't. It's not that tough. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Let's go. What are we going to talk about, Roxanne? You were telling me a story about social media. Do you want to start in on that? Uh, which story? I think um, I told you a couple. So the first one we were talking about was... Um, so one of the things we do, Brooke, is we get together and just kind of start talking. And mainly it's been talking about social media and business because, one, I am always on social. And two... Um, Roxanne doesn't have a TV, but she has an Xbox without a TV. (laughs) It was for my nephew. (laughs) And Dennis over at Omni has been asking her to um, do social a little bit more with her, with the business that they have there. Not with Omni, but with the Fun Fun Fit Kids. kids. It's child care for uh, Omni and Joya Yoga. Great. And there's one in Pleasanton and Livermore. So, so, um, I went to the social media conversation thing and it was totally overwhelming and then um I started posting we made a page and I'm learning a lot from that a lot it's a lot of work if you don't know what you're doing I don't know what I'm doing yeah me either (laughs) I'm learning right I'm getting you're totally learning and that's that's the part like people call me all the time and they're like how do you post so much on social and um, I literally post about 60 times a day between my personal account, my business accounts, the company that I, companies that I work for, and then the clients that I'm just helping, and then the friends that I'm helping. Yeah, it's about 60 to 70 times a day. Wow. And so I spend like probably anywhere, some days it could be 12 hours, some days it could be 18 hours on social with the phone, with the computer, with the, just creating content and then... And then I'm also in between in meetings. Like I'm in actual like producing and production meetings where like we have to run a company of a couple million dollars and we have to do all these things and actually like become practitioners. Wow. 
So people always call me in that realm for social, but then I end up helping others just go like, here's what you could do. And, and I'm the type of person that's just going to throw out some crazy ass ideas sometimes. And then when their ego box them up and goes like, no, I don't want to try that. I'm like, let's just try it. Like, what's the problem? Like, what's going to happen? What's the worst that's going to really happen, right? You're, it's going to not You're gonna come out. You're going to fail and learn something? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you didn't introduce who Brooke is. You yeah. So um, for those of you that are listening, um, we have Brooke Witherspoon from First Street Ale House. Um, and she had, I've known Brooke for a couple of years, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe, how, how did we first meet each other, do you know? No, I don't know. So I'm going to I'm gonna make something up and tell you what I remember. Um, I've known Brooke for a while, just being in Livermore and being through like the business components and stuff, and then watching the climb of First Street Ale House from what I may have pointed towards the beginning. Like when I came, I can tell you a cool story real quick. Let's do it. So I flipped the quarter in 2003, and I was living in New Hampshire. And when I flipped the quarter, I said, heads California, tails Florida. And it landed on California. And so I came out in 2003 for six weeks, and I traveled up and down the coast and went down to L.A., went to Anaheim, went to San Francisco, Santa Cruz, Monterey, all these other places. And I fell in love with Livermore. I stopped in Livermore to see my aunt. And it was like a Friday or Saturday night, and she says, why don't you guys go down? I was with um, my aunt, my other aunt. She says, why don't you guys go down and have a beer? And I went down to uh, downtown Livermore, and I stopped in at the First Street Ale House. Aww. When you guys were right next door to the thing. Yeah. And I had a beer there and fell in fucking love with it. Aww. And I was like, there's an energy here that I enjoy. I remember actually meeting Ron and um, his brother. Yeah, they were nice. both there that night. Okay. And it was super small. It was like just super small. It was really small. And so can you confirm, was it the Ale House at that time? Yes. Okay, so it was that 2000. time. 2003. Okay. And I remember talking to them. They were really cool guys. And I ended up going back home just after um, January 1st in 2004. And I told my family I was coming back. Told my dad um, that I was going to be moving to California. He says, for what? And I said, I don't know. There's just something out in this town (laughs) called Livermore. (laughs) (laughs) I moved out for the beer, probably. (laughs) Which is why I'm not sober. But uh, uh, decided to come out and start my life. And so I guess I have a lot to owe to, um, to you guys in the company as well. But uh, I've known of you and, and Ron and the company for a while, um, but I don't think we really connected until you had friended me, I think, on either you friended me or I friended you on um, Facebook after my daughter had her brain surgery. Yeah. Um, and from that point, then it was like a more active conversation to where we kind of see each other, say hello, right? Um, lots of things happen by potential deaths or deaths in life. Sure. And so now we have this kind of connection. Um, and then on Friday, she had messaged, she called me, sent a message on Facebook via uh, Facebook Messenger and said, hey, what was it? Like, I don't know if you have time or something, but can you call me about this event? Why don't you? Yeah, so I was in a brainstorming session with myself and uh, just throwing around ideas for our upcoming beard growing contest. And was uh, kind of soul-searching for who do I know that is passionate and can make a difference, wants to make a difference, and can spread that difference throughout the community. So I think there's a lot of us that um, have great ideas, uh, myself included, who oftentimes struggle to share the message of what I'm trying to do. 
And when I started thinking of who can really help me get this message out, you immediately popped into my head. Ding, ding, ding. Um, <laughs> and oftentimes something will come into my head and then something else comes to my head and I forget. But this one's stuck. I'm like, I got a message him right now. And it was, I mean, minutes later maybe that I heard back. I'll give you a call, and I'm like, oh, maybe this is it. <laughs> <laughs> it Being in the right place at the right time. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. If I ever go into hiding, you could always find me on social. There you go. And you could dig me again and go like, I know you're looking at the messages, you bastard. <laughs> you just don't want to talk to me right now. Um, that's cool. Yeah, I sort of make it a point to always be available. Um, that's how a lot of things happened in my life, and that's actually how I actually exist today like all my successes all my failures have come from just saying yes and being there sure. you know and it happens a lot so so what is this uh, event Brooke okay so um, like I need more information yeah well first I'll tell you why we're doing what we do uh, 11 years ago we had a customer whose um, daughter was uh, fighting a fight for her life and uh, we wanted to help in some way. It was right around Christmas time, and uh, we wanted to give her a very special Christmas. So uh, we were kind of figuring out, brainstorming some ideas, and we had about eight guys get together and say, well, what if we grew our beards? This was before November and all the fun things. Like, hey, it'd be fun to grow our beards out and get sponsorships. So we did it for this one particular family. Um, raised a good amount of money, um, talked to her, what, what should we do with this money? Um, and she decided she wanted to start a foundation. So unfortunately, she ended up passing away uh, prior to the end of the beard growing contest. But um, we still have a relationship with her parents, and we gave them this money, and they set up a foundation. And it just touched us so deeply on uh, how such a a little sacrifice on our parts can make such a huge difference mm -hmm. for other people. And um, I think we live in a time where everybody wants to help in some way, somehow, but identifying what that looks like is so difficult. So, oh yeah, I'd love to help, but how can I do it? Or where can I get involved? So we've, um, for the last 11 years, given our community members a very concrete way that you can change lives right in your own community. So it's our beard growing contest. Um, men arrive clean shaven. They grow their beards for six weeks. The idea is not the facial hair so Wait, much. I have to shave this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is my pride and joy right. right now, and it's terrible. So, my beard is ridiculous. Oh, you, did you just commit? Huh? I think you just committed. No, I committed on Friday oh, when I called oh, her back. Oh, she, she, we okay. left that part out. So I literally oh. called her back and like within minutes. And I was like, I'll call you at what, 11.15 or something? 11, yeah. And I called her after I got off my other phone call. And I was like, what, what do you got? And she's like, well, I was thinking. She told me the story about how she woke up thinking of me. Yeah. And I was like, I'm in. What, what do you got? And she literally went, wait, wait a second. You don't even know what you're committing <laughs> to. And I was like, you know, I think I had said, like, Brooke, it's you. And, like, you're calling me. So what do you need? Like, let's go. It was magical. Let's do it. Let's not, like, let's, you know me. Like, right, I don't yeah, care yeah. about the weather. I don't watch the news. If, if I intuitively feel like something is right, mm -hmm. yeah. then why not say yes? 
Yeah, you said yes, and then so, yeah. brought a bunch of people along board with us. Yeah, so now we got some other people like within minutes, and then I, I connected her with um, with somebody who we're working on some social media stuff with, and said, "This is the this is the file on Facebook." Mm-hmm. I did a Facebook message, and I put the three of us together, and I said, "I only want conversation about this event to go through this location." And the reason why I did that on Facebook was because. Brooke had already told me that she's not very good at social or like she doesn't really go in depth with it. Mm -hmm. And so this is going to be a great learning tool for the three of us to all work together on there. And it's going to, as I'm committed to that process, Brooke is now committed to being able to go onto that social site and to be able to assist in that realm. Oh, and there will be cool. some learning experiences we'll have along There's the a lot of learning with social media. A lot. Yeah. A lot. A lot. A lot. You have to be you in You could it. take after me. I have so much to learn, so much to do. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to make a shirt. i to remember my passwords. That's why I'm like, oh, I can't even get into the darn thing. <laughs> We're going to make t-shirts for um, for us that say, like, I've got a lot of work to do. Yeah, i got okay. a lot to do. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. It is. Yeah. So go ahead. So, so back to the how we, uh, we yeah. actually do this. So we have to grow beards. So you grow beards, and I... It is a fundraiser, so the men get sponsorships on their beards, and that's how we collect money. So every um, beard grower gets an individualized um, fundraising platform. I send it out to your friends and family, and we get sponsorships that way. So ultimately, this is a fundraiser. Last year, um, in our six-week campaign, we raised over $100,000, so it's a very successful fundraiser. Mm, Wow. But the... The bigger why is it how when you see somebody growing a beard and you know that person and you're not used to them growing a beard or you see them clean shaven and you're not used to them clean shaven, there is an ask there, hey, what's going on? So I truly believe that what we're doing, although nobody knows what we're doing yet because I haven't said it, but, <laughs> um, what we are doing is changing lives and all it's going to take is to get this information to the right person and they're going to run with it and we're going to be able to help that many more. So to what? Um, we create um, dream, I, I'm sorry, the fundraiser is for an organization called Rooms of Hope. I am on the board of directors for that organization and we create dream bedroom makeovers for children battling life-threatening illnesses. Oh, wow. so, awesome, right? Yeah. Totally cool. I've been in situations where I have been a project manager for another organization out of San Jose, um, and we did a a makeover of a house for um, domestic violence. Um, Is it is that right? Domestic violence. Like yeah, yeah, violence. Um, It's a women uh, women and children's shelter. Changed my life. One of the events you said, how did you become from the a-hole to who you are today? Like so passionate Mm -hmm. and caring. A couple podcasts ago, she had asked me that. And there were certain (laughs) trigger points of my life that got me there. One of them was doing this project. Like Uh, I had to, I experienced it all. I never seen anybody, never seen the kids, never seen the parents. But we went into this house and did the transition. And we had to tell the story to so many people about who and why we were doing it mm-hmm. that the day of I woke up at like two o'clock in the morning and I was shedding, like literally just shedding tears driving okay. from like Livermore to San Jose because I knew that we were about to do something that was like so super impactful 
for people that we didn't even know and people that like just needed an opportunity to understand that there were others that cared about them. And that's most of the time all kids really need, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and even adults, adults like, yeah. they just need to know somebody else cares about them. And so we ended up doing this whole thing, made the whole house over, just freaking phenomenal. Did and you so get to see their reaction when they came in? Or I got to you... see the parents' reaction. Okay. We didn't get to see the kids' reaction. Mm-hmm. And then like a week later, we got all the handwritten notes oh. of all the people. And I was the main lead on it. And I literally, like, I think you can see how emotional I'm getting right now. Uh I was literally messed up for, like, weeks after just because it just, it hits you when you do something like that or do something like this where it's not about, it's about the fundraising, but it's not about the fundraising Mm -hmm. at all Mm -hmm. because it's about, like, just helping people and being empathetic and compassionate to somebody else that needs the help more than you need at that point in time. Well, that's it's, it. It's giving hope. I mean, if you have hope in anything, you can keep going. As soon as you hit that hopeless point, there, I mean, everything shuts down. Is that why it's named Hope? Rooms of Hope. Yes, absolutely. We go in at a family's absolute darkest time, and we give a little bit of hope. We had a child um, probably four years ago who ended up losing um, their battle. Um, but he had stopped eating and just decided he was going to give up before we met him. And we went in and met with him and how it works is, uh, we have professional designers that come in and meet with the kids and then the kids get to design their own room. So we go on Pinterest or whatever other social type sites there are. Yes. You're going to learn that there's Facebook, (laughs) there's Pinterest, there's Instagram, there's Twitter, there's LinkedIn, there's... (laughs) We go on whatever the design ones are. When I say we, obviously not me. I love her uneasiness and awkwardness when she starts even talking about social media. Um, You and 99% of the world. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're going to catch up, right? Yes, we are. We're catching up. So these kids have, have hope. They have a passion that they work towards. And... This young boy had decided he was going to stop eating. He was done. He told his parents he was not going to seek treatment any longer. And when we came in and offered this opportunity, he started eating. He resumed his treatment, and he designed an incredible room that he went on to say that this is a reflection of me and why I matter in this world. And it was so just incredible to see that in somebody's darkest time all you need is like a little token Mm -hmm. to say hey you're not alone we're right here with you let's do this um another thing that's incredible about uh rooms of hope is we do all of the siblings rooms as well oh wow that's really cool that's really cool families yeah it does um yeah it's amazing so that's so cool yeah. How did so? How does it all work? So basically, um, in is it during November only or? Sure. Um, so when does it so start? So the beard growing contest, um, it always kicks off the first Saturday of November. Okay. And then which is um, next Saturday? Which is next Saturday. Okay. Um, the guys will grow for six weeks. Um, it it goes right hand in hand with Thanksgiving and the holidays and kind of understanding the meaning of all of these things on a deeper level. Um, but Rooms of Hope 
So this is a fundraiser for Rooms of Hope. Rooms of Hope as an organization, we do about two makeovers a month. So oh, we're wow. doing this all year round. Holy this is just a, a time that Livermore really shines a huge spotlight on this organization. And do so. you sit on the board? Or are you I do. okay? You director, sit on the board. right? I am on the board of directors. Yeah. How many people are on the board? Uh, there's seven of us. What type of um, like? Are there business owners? Are they what? What type yeah, of board members? Um, are they? Yeah. Look at the smile. What's that? Why? Why? Why the smile? Like, well, what do you... these guys do? <laughs> we have a retired mayor from Dublin. Um, she is uh, incredible. A contractor and electrician. So okay. Um, okay. You can have a lot of passionate me's and get some paint on the wall, but we actually need people that know what they're doing. So. <laughs> <laughs> what do you need that for? Um, so yeah, it's a, a pretty eclectic group, but. Um, Every, I mean, you walk into one of our meetings, and I mean, you can just feel we're all there, just straight from our hearts. So that is amazing. So for this event, it starts next Saturday. Yes. Um, you're gonna have a kickoff at um, uh, eight thirty at the First Street Ale House. A.M. Um, eight thirty A.M. Yeah. Okay. So what happens? Oh, okay. What's the when I go on Saturday? What am I gonna experience? Yeah, it's a party. Because I have already committed. How many so, people? Yeah. How many men usually do this? You. Uh, well, it. Definitely varies depending. This year we're supporting uh, um, a little boy named Alberto. He's eight years old. He goes to Jackson Avenue um, and he's battling brain cancer. Um, so, depending on his support system, sometimes two years ago we had a kid and his mom worked at a restaurant and not only the employees at the restaurant, but all of her regulars. We had almost 200 guys Whoa. two years ago from beer. So it definitely varies. Wow. Uh, so all these guys that I was... 75. 75. Is, is our okay. typical number, yeah. Got it. So do you have a goal that you're shooting for this year? Yeah, 200. 200. <laughs> so, um, so I'm just going to put it out there because I like to go big, so I'm going to shoot for 300. Okay. That's, Let's see what happens. Awesome. It's You know what? It's I am speaking out of left field, and yeah. I don't have any close knowledge of what we're doing and I committed without ever really knowing Yeah. but I always go like why not like let's try it so all, all right. the guys have to show up at 8am 8 8.30 8.30 yep. sorry 8.30 and then what happens we have a party we um, celebrate them for their sacrifice we educate them on why they're growing we usually have a speaker um, I'll speak a little bit to rooms of hope and then um Usually we'll have a child that has received a room that will either come up and thank the guys or um, share a bit of their story. Um, we it's a twenty dollar buy in for the um, to be a participant that gets you your oh, fundraising wow. page. Twenty dollars, like. Um, but then we also I had give somebody you breakfast. Give us, yeah. <laughs> so. so I had somebody give us thirty dollars worth of tokens today at an event we went to. Mm -hmm. So if. Like lots of people have twenty dollars right now to yeah, do that, yeah. and lots of people need to shave right. <laughs> and can grow. So my question that I have is, um, so it's a it's called beards and beards and brew. Yeah, I, we're working on figuring out on December fifteenth, which is the culmination of our six week beer growing. Okay. We throw this community celebration that we call beards and brews. So we have a professional auctioneer. Um, Crawdad Republic does our music. Altamont does the beer. The Old House does the food. So, local, all local. Um, it's like yeah, a huge a, local. So thing. that's Beards and Brews, and this is just 
our beard growing contest leading up to Beards and Beards. So you and I were speaking on Friday about um, trying to re reach out just towards others and how we can actually have some other people do it. Yeah. So I was talking to a buddy today um, because we do this thing called Dads on a Couch. And so it's three dads that basically right. it's three dads <laughs> that basically get drunk and we um, sit on a couch and we record it and produce it and put it on video and then we send it out there and and while we're talking on the couch we're basically talking about our kids like how difficult it is to have kids <laughs> right have children and so I was talking to one of the dads today and I said hey um, this is what I'm doing tonight um, on the podcast you know what do you guys think and they said well why why are you meeting up with Brooke and so I had explained to them what was going on. And one of, um, one of the guys says, hey, you know, um, I don't know if there's a demographic of, like, uh, police officers or firemen and stuff like that that can actually take part in it. But they can't grow beards, apparently, right? Yeah. And so um, are, are you allowed to grow a mustache and be part of this process? I tell you, I don't give a darn about the facial hair. It is just a conversation starter, right? So we, um, it's a very physical example that you are doing something if you want to shave the day after i shouldn't say that but <laughs> as long as you're spreading the message and raising funds, you can grow or not grow whatever you want so whatever what i'm going to do is walk around the town for a while with like a penciled in beard <laughs> and be like is. what's up with that guy what's going on there well see here's what that what i'm doing yeah <laughs> because i can't grow a beard and i can't grow a mustache very well but so um so I yeah so that, you're doing great. that was the that was the question um is can those that cannot grow a beard but can grow a mustache can they play part in it so Absolutely. That they can Okay so it sounds like if you grow any sort of hair at all you can and if you don't then um, you can, can still can play parts <laughs> yes. there are so many ways to to be able to help so Right that, that's fantastic so we've got November uh, Saturday figured out so everybody shows up at 8:30. Preferably they sign up beforehand so we know like how many people are there. Yeah, on Saturday. We do. It's, but if you don't, you can just. Show how up. do you spread the exactly. word about? Yeah, this. how are you? How, how are, are you, you doing it? That? How have you been doing it? Sure, we um, we have an event page on our Facebook. Ooh, yes. it's exciting! Yeah, we have posters that we've hung up around town. Um, basically, it's more word of mouth. Um, we have a big sign that hangs in front of the restaurant. We have information in all of our menus. So it's always been a very um, ale house centric event. Like I said, we all started organically just, grown. Right. Mm -hmm. um, when we saw um, the huge jump in participation, um, I was mentioning Darren's mom worked at another restaurant mm -hmm. and they came on board too. And, you know what this could be so much bigger than it than it is so we're really trying to spread the word um mostly just in our livermore community because i i just feel there's so much passion in our community and we're right. such a giving population that mm -hmm. um i really want this to be something uniquely special about livermore but i'm doing um attempting to do a better job at I'm reaching out to other businesses and things to see if they this is something they want to do with their staff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is awesome, and I think that's or one their of the members out of gym. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll see what happens to this thing, but um, I uh, uh, I think it's awesome. I think it's great. I think that it's important as business owners and it's important as people in a community to be able to always give back, no matter how much or how little that they have like there's always something that you can do you know um and it sounds like 
So I was reading the Livermore um, Love page the other day because the um, ladies from Livermore Love had uh, yeah. came and did a video uh, at the Ale House, and it looked like there's several different ways that you can actually like help. Sure. Um, so to speak to your what if you can't grow a beard, um, Love Livermore, these two ladies don't grow beards, so they've decided just to set up a fundraising page through our organization. So any community members that um, can't grow a beard or um, just this isn't the year for them, you can donate to their page. Um, I mean, we do speak heavily on the finances because that's how we afford to, to create yeah, you have these spaces. To, yeah. But I mean, you can learn more about Rooms of Hope and come be volunteers with us. If you're a contractor or you know a contractor, you can just spread the message. And um, yeah, it's pretty incredible what happens when the word gets to the right people. And I think that's what we're just trying to do. There are families in need in our community, and you have an opportunity to help. That's awesome. Awesome. I think it's great. It is. Right? Yeah. That's why I was like, I called you on Friday, and I was like, all right, we have to do a podcast on Sunday. But he really didn't tell me all of this, so <laughs> and he does that for a reason. Yeah. Um, so what are you doing currently with your social media and for this fundraiser? Or not doing, I, which is fine, because I wasn't doing anything. Sure. This year, I <laughs> asked true. someone substantially younger than myself to help me, because mm -hmm. they seem to understand that. So um, two of our employees are um, taking the ball and running with it. Um, apparently, Eventbrite is a thing that's pretty awesome. So we have it's an totally Eventbrite page. Yeah. And you can search Eventbrite Livermore activities or things and it comes up so that's great wow didn't know that existed um we sent out oh this is gonna be awkward because i don't know what they're called we sent <laughs> out totally okay. a, um, like a here's the vulnerability a media like a media blast, blast? i don't think like a pr blast like hey media people this okay. is what we're yes. doing if yes. you want to come mm -hmm. it had a name but that's okay. We did some of those. Yeah. Um, that's cool. So do you know what media it goes to? Is it like the news and it goes to the radio stations yes, and all the other stuff? Right. Yeah. Although I don't know if anybody's coming back to us yet. To be honest with you, I don't know what it's called either, but because awesome. I spent all my like marketing dollars on social media anyways, and right. I just bypassed that. But I have worked with a PR lady in the past that sent out like a like the, the items to the media thing. We had to write a PR for it and then yeah. it got printed on wow. the That's what we're that's talking impressive. about. Yeah. We're trying to do that. Yeah, wow, it was pretty fancy. cool. What it does is it just essentially goes out to all the different um, markets of media, and then they decide in like editorial sections and business sections and fundraising stuff if they want to cover it or not. So every day or every week or whatever, the people within the major news channels will look and see what they, what of, it is of interest for mm -hmm. them, and then they take that to the next level and go to there. Oh. So it's one avenue of... It's like one mode of transportation to be able to get the word out, right? Along with social media and then print and then everything sure. else that you have. So like processing so. it all. Yeah. Okay. So, oh, we also have Instagram. I've never seen Instagram, but um, the friend is helping me with it. And so you set up an like Instagram little... page specifically for that? No, it's through our alehouse Instagram, I okay. think. But we have a story. Oh, so you have an Instagram story that like says what it is. Yes. Look at the smile on her face. Yeah, She's so exciting. stoked. I just yeah. learned what that was called this week. So it's IGTV. It's Instagram TV stories, there basically. You go. We have a that story. That's great. 
That is awesome. I'm looking it all up. So what are they doing currently, like, for social media? Like, do you know the game plan, or are they posting every day? I, I don't. I don't know. I think I hear people talking about it. So first year. Uh, and what are they saying? Up right now. Uh, oh, the people that yeah, are talking about it. Yeah, the about people it? that are talking about it. I see. Uh, well, I have a lot of people approach me and say they're coming to the kickoff. So I don't know. Nice. It's always so nerve wracking because I get in there at like seven o'clock that morning and try to get things set up. Oh yeah, that's yeah, the first one. Uh, we want. Why not need to read? Well, maybe yeah, you do need to read. Yeah, so what we're doing is looking at the Instagram right now. So if you go to First Street Ale House Instagram page and look at their stories. Sign up. Yeah, they basically put a story on there that says, we want you to sign up. And then it gives a link. And you can actually like go to that link and sign up now. So you don't even have to find the link anywhere else. You can Cameron's just go to their page. Are you? Who's Cameron? Who's Cameron? He's one of our employees. Yes, he has the That's coolest awesome. like. He has a great coolest beard. beard and mustache on there. I want. Oh, to okay. It. And then there's like there's the oh okay. Oh, yeah. What is the beard growing contest? So. So we're just scrolling through the pictures yeah. on the Instagram. Oh, that is cool. So they have really the soul cool. story on there for the finale and everything. I went That's to the cool. finale last year. It was really, really fun. You took some great pictures. Too. Did I? Yeah. Good. These are awesome. great pictures on your it's Instagram. really cool. So Have definitely go to the Instagram, Instagram then if you're listening. Pardon me? Have you looked at your Instagram? No, never. But I think we post the same things on Facebook. Can I see the Facebook? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you spend your time on Facebook. I Facebook has something new, or maybe my phone has something new. It'll tell me Let's at the end of it. the week how many hours I spent on screen time or something. Okay. Uh, that's I, it. What kind of phone do you have? I do you don't know? know. Okay. An Apple. Uh, it, it might be a phone iPhone. thing. It might be a phone thing. Well, oh. anyway, I got my alert for this week, and I spent two hours and four minutes on screen time. Whoa. Is that a lot for you? That's Well, it's just an example that I don't do a lot in general. So Why not? I... Oh, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm very anti-technology, which I don't want to say that because I'm so happy that we're doing this, but I just like people to look each other in the eyes and talk, and I don't want my kids on a screen, so I try to demonstrate not being on a screen. Also, I, I don't know. I'm just, I feel like I just missed the boat. When I was in college, we still hand wrote our assignments and turned them in so a computer wasn't something that I was super familiar with and I've just never really needed it or got used to it. What are your <laughs> concerns about it? I, I see I can see and feel that you're like highly concerned about it and in all honesty, um, so that you can understand kind of yeah. who our listeners are and what we actually say on here. Mm-hmm. Um, I've pretty much prodded and poked at every single part portion of technological process yeah. all the way down to like I truly believe that most of us are cyborgs anyways okay. and so you can say anything that you want whether you're against it or for it or your major concerns are, are there for it and the reason why I'm saying it's open game on it is because there are a lot of people that are living in this world that feel the same way mm-hmm. and so any conversation that we will field from whatever we say about the process or whatever we say about technology 
there's going to be those that will most likely agree with you a hundred percent. And I'm in the vice of the world that says like, we have to think about it a little different sure. because we all have a lot of fears about it. Though I'm though I'm not saying you have to be on it. You can have your own choice, but I think we should just try to figure out a different way to think about technology in itself. Right. Does that make yeah, sense for you? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, it, I think I felt the same way as you with the, I don't want to be on the screen. I don't want to watch TV, that whole thing. But lately I've been realizing it's like not going away. So <laughs> <laughs> no matter how much you avoid it. It's yeah. it's like it's not going away and it's it's the way that people advertise now and you just kinda gotta figure it out. That's what I'm learning is how to figure it out. And I fully support I see the need for it. I just feel like anything in life there's the pendulum and I feel like there needs to be a happy medium and right now there's not at all the pendulum has swung so far to one side that I mean we have my son has he's nine years old he has friends come over f to play and they find out we don't have a game any type of gaming systems and like well what are we gonna do like, holy smokes go outside go and play yeah. a or so, so I just am so nervous it mm -hmm. it's such an easy way to educate or entertain your children that I'm afraid that we're relying on it so heavily mm -hmm. that the kids are losing their social abilities. Like and it's okay to be bored, right? Like the yeah. kids it's know totally it's, okay it's to be okay bored. to be bored. Get what you mean. Do you know what most people are hiring workforce? Like what they're looking for in the hire, hiring process of workforce right now? Uh, someone they can make eye contact, maybe? Social skills. <laughs> sure. No, I can. Soft skills like conversation, leadership, eye contact, all of that. Right. Well, in childcare, um, it used to be run by a different company, and they had Netflix and Xbox, and we don't have any of that unless we're doing like a night event where we have the kids for four or five hours and then we'll put a movie on because they're it's almost 10 you know right. we need some chill time because they've been running around or whatever but uh for the most part we're like no just put your ipad down and go find something to do <laughs> so do you yeah. still have time are you still okay with yes. where we're going oh, with sure. this um I, the question i wanted to ask you was like what what do you think of social media and like i think you already explained the technology portion but like what's your Con current concept of social like what is it for why do people use it um well i my best answer to that i'm the uh, president at my kids school uh, we have a nonprofit that supports our the kids school and i'm the president this year so i have a facebook page for that and i use it to communicate i get out what we're doing how we're doing it it is a great platform for people that I don't know personally to get to know them, to um, spread the word. I, I, I think it has, it is so un unbelievably valuable in spreading a message. Um, I think my biggest fear of it is um, a lot of it, I just, I don't, under, I don't understand it well enough to fully embrace it, so I'm fearful, just a lack of understanding. But then also, my days are, and I hate saying this because I know everybody's are, but I am so busy every 
hour of my day. I can't imagine taking any time away from my kids and doing screen time. So I'm very aware when I'm around them to not do it. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know. It's, it's a challenge. And then it I fear that my challenge. kids are going to be super far behind too. Because they're they, watching you, right? Mm, like, well, they don't have the any iPads or phone type things or anything. So now my son's doing testing on computers and he's never typed in his life. So now he's playing cat. I mean, it's just uh, an interesting whoa. type. Um, yeah, how yeah. do you do that with the dynamic? Where my kids like don't even remember how to write any longer because they're now typing. Yeah. But they're, I was told recently their presentation skills are amazing. Like our te- our, one of our my daughter's teachers was like, she is great at presenting and like standing in front of because that's what I focused mm-hmm. on while I was yeah. homeschooling them, their soft skills. I was like, you're going to figure out how to learn. You're going to figure math out later. Like, I'm going to focus on their soft skill process. (laughs) And literally a couple weeks ago, one of my daughters was having trouble doing something for a presentation at home. They had to write out like an essay, one or two page essay and do all this other stuff. Mm -hmm. And it took them like an hour and a half to do that. And I flipped the phone up and I said, tell me about your presentation. Like, tell me about your book. Tell me about the presentation. And she did it within seconds and it was done. And then I closed it up and I sent it over to the teacher and was like, here's the written essay, but then here's your presentation for that. Um, so there is some positive to it, yeah. but there is also negative because mm-hmm. I recognize and my wife recognizes, well, my wife's totally opposite from me. She's like, I will get all the screens out of the house. I don't need them. But since I'm on them all the time, I fight so much to like allow them to have some time on it because I don't want them to be left behind in that sure. realm. And technology works in a way as such that it's exponential, that it just grows like a hockey stick. So it's really difficult for our brains as humans to understand why we use social, why we use technology. But if we don't keep up with it, we lose track and we're so far behind with it. I learned that from like a 80 year old guy who said, you're really good at technology and I wish I would have kept up with it at his Mm -hmm. age. But he also doesn't understand the other flip side of the coin where kids are actually getting mentally and emotionally separated mm-hmm. um, from human relationships and like communicating eye to eye, you know, okay. that's the portion that he wasn't How do you realizing. figure it out? <laughs> oh, I think it gets back to the Blackberry, right? We all have I- Apple phones, iPhones and Google phones. Or and, Samsung. And, or Samsungs. We all have those pieces, you know, those, t- those pieces mm-hmm. of technology. We had to go through the BlackBerry to get there. The BlackBerry Berry was very like, if you remember those, they had like the keyboards on them and stuff. I right. loved my BlackBerry. They were, <laughs> you were at that stage of that transition between you probably carried around a calendar, a book. Do you still carry around a book, like an actual book with a calendar? Yes, I do. Okay. So does do Roxana's too. too. My <laughs> husband hates it. I order mine every year and it makes me so excited. I love it. Yes. There's something design the front page. There's something to connect about quotes. That. I put all my stickers. all my calendar stuff in Alexa. <laughs> I just talk it. I talk yeah. it out. As I'm I do remember, I have to be honest, in when I was in college, I remember um or actually it was right after college I was having to type up a paper. I'm like, oh my gosh, wouldn't it be so great if you could just say the words and they would come on the screen? So now voice texting is my favorite. <laughs> wait, wait what's coming down the mix. Okay, but to my point of we're all losing our minds because of it. Yes, we are. Sometimes I will leave a voicemail for somebody and say like, hey, Kevin, 
period. How are you doing? Because I have to put my punctuation in my voice text so that I do it in my voice mails. Like, oh my gosh. This is so, why I don't do it. That, that gets back to what we said last podcast where your mom is like talking to you and she writes her mom messages her on like her social and she like writes a letter. It's like a oh, letter. Yeah. Last mom. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, dear Hi, Roxanne. Dear Roxanne. Yeah. yeah, totally. That's hilarious. And then a whole bunch of emojis. Like a, a lot. She's talking in emojicons. That's yeah, fantastic. It's, it's pretty funny. And she has no picture on her, her Facebook. So what if I told you that um, social was about you, but not for you? I would have no idea what you mean. <laughs> so think about that, right? So people post stuff on social that are about them, right? No. Oh, okay. Like pictures and stuff like that. It's pretty. I I had to think about it too. So, so social media is about you, right? About who you are as a person, about who, what you care about, about your involvement, but it's not for you, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Then I might be more inclined to help other people that want to know me better. (laughs) And your passions. And who you are, Mm -hmm. because you are so busy. Do you... So think about this. I would have never... I mean, how how many years, how many more years do you think it would have taken for you and I to actually cross paths? Cross paths. If if my wife didn't put our daughter's story on social. Oh, yeah. And then it didn't resonate with everybody the way that it did, and then allowing us to connect. Right. Oh, you're absolutely... The question is really, like, when would we have ever connected, and would you even be sitting here right now if it wasn't there? Yeah, right. I would say most certainly not. Well, it it does have a a wonderful ability to bring like-minded people together, because you can um, see a lot about a person based on what they're posting. I mean... Mm -hmm. Believe me, we don't all look as good as we do in the photos that we post on Facebook. 100%. But our words, definitely, um, we're true to ourselves on it. And I have gravitated towards people or away from people um, in the snippets that I'm able to see. Oh, so you practice. the? I'm a true believer in you are who the five people you hang out with the most are, like physically yeah. in life. But I'm also a true believer of you are who you're actually friends with on social and who shows up on your media page. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of people look towards their media page as they, they separate that. They go, oh, I removed the negative people out of my life. But then they go on their Facebook page and they have all that negativity in that right. news feed. So I'm a true believer that you got to watch both portions. Sure. Right. So um, you were going to ask a question, Roxanne? Um, I don't remember what my question was. Because then I started looking on Facebook at Ale House. <laughs> and I <laughs> saw Brussels sprouts, and I was like, ooh, those sound really good. What, do you, what so, Brussels sprouts yeah. do you have there? But it was just one of the specials that we mm. ran. Again. Yeah, it was just, and I got, yeah, I got a little sidetracked. Yeah. Do you I, have a favorite food at, or a favorite plate? Oh, sure. Well, for the longest time, it was our carnitas sandwich. That was mm. oh, my favorite. But right now, I think it's our southern chicken sandwich. Ooh, what's it is in it? so good. Well, it's got like kind of a Cajun sauce to it, but it also has honey and pickles. Oh, it must sound like I'm pregnant right now. No, this is totally it's our just conversation. So yeah. great. I love so food. Good. I love yeah. food. Oh, so good. 
That's why um, so I own the Livermore food tour. Yeah. And that's why I like I I I, I got it like because I love food. I have a horrible and, announcement. And I, well, and I actually like love drinking, but I've I don't do it anymore. I've never been on the Livermore food. Me either. So there's a lot of people in this community that have not, and um, I actually did too. something. So when I first mm-hmm. bought it and took it over, I was super active. Um, super, super active, and we were running like all the time, and everything was great. And then we had our experience with Malia, mm. and I literally went through a year of like, what the heck is going on with my life? Where are we at? I was just scrambling. I had lost some clients and stuff from my consulting company, and did a bunch of things, and then I started to retract myself from the food tour. And so now it's been sitting very stagnant, and. Um, I have some um, uh, people that are going to be going on the tour soon in the next couple couple mm. um, weeks. However, my wife and I have been really talking because she was like, well, are you interested in, in selling it or letting it go? And there's just something inside me that says no. Mm. And I really, truly believe that it fell into my, my hands and my lap and my universe for a certain reason. And I think it was because of the love of food, the love of wine, and really the love of telling a story, and that's what we do on the tours, we tell stories. And so there's going to be an opportunity for you to come on the tour soon, because I'm gonna be opening it up to a bunch of the business owners that are downtown Livermore, so that um, everybody can really get a better understanding of what why we exist. That's a great idea. The food tour was never there as, a, as an existence of like, um, of to just give food and just drinks. It has always really existed for me in the form of to be able to tell the stories of Livermore and of the particular restaurants that we go to. It's a great idea to have everybody do that. So yeah. So any ideas anybody has out there, like contact me. Just DM me on on Facebook or Instagram. Direct message me on Instagram. Oh, that's what it's called. Direct message. I had so, no so yeah, that's why we said it. So I what am. you did, what is you did, the same? what? And I same am? concept, I think. So I am is instant message from AOL. I think it was. Oh. What is this? Oh, this is direct. <laughs> message. So this is a direct message. There's uh, maybe I am is iMessenger from Facebook, if possible. Know. But um, the remember that sound from AOL? I just said I messaged you on Facebook. Yeah, and but so there's a proper name. There is, and yeah, it might yeah. be an I am. Might be. Rem- it's Facebook. I messenger. remember what I was going to ask Brooke. Brooke, do you put anything about Ale House on your personal page? Ooh, great and question. And um, in the beard? Yeah. Um, yeah, you yes, do. Yes, okay. on my personal page. Is your personal okay. page private or public? I assume private. I will look that up. I will do some investigating. Yeah. Facebook and Like my own thing? Yes, your yeah, own your personal own. Page. I think private. Private. Is private. that the one where you check just your friends can see? Yes. Private. Why do you keep it private? No, I think that must have been the original setting. Oh. Okay. What is your last name again? Witherspoon. So is I just yours private or public? it now is. I just recently went private, and the reason was because um, one of my good friends who is um, has thousands and thousands of followers um, and is a public influencer of sorts um, travels the world, accepts um, friends, relationships from everybody, and uh, he just got hacked on his social media accounts and they basically started to blackmail him and do a bunch of other things that were pretty scary and so um, I think the FBI got involved and some other people got involved with that and so I had contacted him and said hey do you have any tips for me and he says you know buddy I 
with doing everything you're doing and the life that you are living and what you're about to achieve, because he knows of some pretty big things that are coming, he said, I would go into private mode and just stay with your friends. Do not accept friendships from everybody. He says if they send it, like, check, do a... He called it at the time like a social social review. I was calling it social stalking. Okay. So basically, not, not S-T-A-U-L-K-I-N-G, S-T-O-C, like okay. a stock, like taking stock of information. Okay. And then a couple weeks ago, Rox, or last week, Roxanne said it's actually social investigating. Oh, and sounds so, so much better. Than sounds so much better. Stalking, yeah. So um, I made a video today, Roxanne, and actually mm-hmm. said social investigating. Um, Proud of so you. just a heads up. Uh, but that's what I'm doing now. Is and everybody that I'm talking to that has a social media uh, page or you know uh, pres- pres- like a presence on yeah. social, um, which is pretty much everybody in my life. I'm telling them just go ahead and go into your private and friends mode, and then as you're accepting people, do that. And then what I'm doing is you can change on Facebook when you make a post, you can change that post to public. So like there oh, are I didn't know that. there are things that I create. So my my Facebook page is in private mode, which only my friends can see. That's a protection. But then if I want to post, if I create something that I want others to find, the outside world to find, I then post it to public, to public. so everybody can see it. So oh. now I have a particular, it's one page, but I have a public page that only gets, that people only get to see, like, just mm. the things that I want them to. So, like, when you promote the beard growing contest. Yes, when I promote the beard public. growing contest, I'm going to put that in public, Excellent. but I'm also, oh. work with the podcast, we're also going to push that on LinkedIn, and we'll push it on Instagram, and we'll put it on a couple other business pages that are involved, like the Livermore Food Tour, and then the Digital Legacy website, and then our company websites for um, B. Taylor and Freestone, we're going to put it on there. It's we're we're going to blanket it for us to get the biggest outreach because my belief is that and what I love about social is that I could be sleeping and you could be sleeping all nice and comfy in your bed and people can be finding this message. Yeah. Yeah. While they're sleeping. And so yeah, so we're gonna put it up that way. Cool. But yeah, so that's what I would suggest. So does she have a public or um, public page? it's like this. I don't know what that means. It's like semi-open, maybe. Yeah. Like so, so she must post. be. Yeah, she must be posting certain things in public, which is cool. Yeah. Well, I think a that's lot your of persona, my right? Are, um, I love your family. People tag me, oh. and then I have to add them to my timeline. And usually, when I'm tagged, those things. You don't have to the add them. You, oh, yes. you allow you allow Sometimes it to, but you do. Yeah. Right. Just to protect. So I think I only have like 300 friends or something. Now. It doesn't matter. You know what matters? It's okay. Out of those 300 friends, who are they? Oh, but I have like 700 that are on a wait list that I just haven't had the time to scroll through yet. But here's the thing. You don't even oh, wow. you don't even need to add them. Out of the 300, it only takes one of those people to have actually one eyeball to be able to see one piece of content. And that one person could be, you know, part of a huge, large corporate company. Right. So you have 700 people on your friends you know you know when it says like you have a friend friend request request. Uh i didn't know where to find those on facebook so i recently found that and oh my gosh i just i don't have the time to go through them yet so wow that's a lot i'm not even gonna friend you (laughs) (laughs) but if you're one of the if it just happens now then you're at the top so that's easy (laughs) (laughs) at the bottom I feel really blessed that we're actually friends. I'm part of the, the wow, 300. Wow, look at that. Yes. 
You're right here. <laughs> yes. Oh wow! You I am so special. I am so special. Very special. So, what do you need help with, Brooke? Really spreading the word. I think I really think it's spreading, and it can be for so many different in so many different ways. Um, the Beards and Brews event that happens in December that is such a fun event. Mm -hmm. Everyone should know about it. Um, if you want to donate something to be auctioned off, all of the money, 100% of the money that we raise, um, there's not a single person that we pay for this. So um, we uh, rent the facility, I, we rent that personally, but then the food is 100% donated by US Foods. Crawdad mm -hmm. um, donates their time and their music, Altamont donates all, so every penny that we raise goes straight into Rooms of Hope. So it if was a great time, yeah. Oh, it's so fun. Um, but if there's something that you want to donate and have it be auctioned off, all of that money goes right towards helping kids. So maybe so that's awesome. what you're able to do. Maybe um, you're able to be a beard grower, that'd be fantastic. Maybe you're able to um, come help at a build. Maybe you're only able to tell three mm -hmm. of your friends that you heard about this thing. You don't have time to do it, but maybe they do. I, I really think the more um, that it's that it's talked about, we Kevin hit the nail on the head perfectly when you explained your experience of helping these families. I mean, these are people that we do not know. We go into their house and leave love everywhere that we go and they come home and the look on these families faces or the children like it, you don't expect strangers to give all that they have for you and that's that's what we do we go in and we surround these families with love we um, follow up with them as their kids continue through treatment we attend the funerals when mm -hmm. when Unfortunately, that, that happens. We go to high school graduations once they've made it and are healthy. We, mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's a family affair. We come in, surround these families, and then we are, we're there, unless they don't want us there, of course, we're there. <laughs> but, um, there are so many ways to help, and one thing that we can all do is spread the word. Spread the word, yeah. yeah. I can feel your passion for yeah, what you it's do. Pretty cool. oh, it's pretty cool. It's really cool. Thanks. You, it, it only takes one time, and then you will have that exact passion. To, like, mm -hmm. It's just something that gets under your skin. Yeah. You see these kids and the hardships that they're going through, and I mean, just once. It's amazing. Hooked. It's amazing giving back. Like last year for my birthday, I had everybody bring a gift, and um, I took them to Santa Rita Jail. Yeah. The kids that were waiting to visit their parent. Um, giving during Christmas time and they're like oh my goodness and you don't you wonder like are they gonna get anything at home and they're going through this you know it's a whole different situation but it's nice to oh, what a great idea when's your birthday December 10th okay yeah well Brooke thank you so much for coming on the show I'm oh, gonna try everything you. I can to make sure we yes, blow this thing up so awesome let's bring